So God is good. Thank you all the time. So who was very excited to see the snow this morning? Oh, I got, I got a couple of hands. All right. I'm not going to point you out, but I'm going to pray for you guys, okay? Because last night before going to bed, Amy, I opened up the door. I was like, look at this. You know, it's snowing outside. I'm like, Amy's like, it looks so beautiful. And I'm just like, no, just, just don't go there. Don't say that. Don't make an agreement with that weather, you know, just. Anyways, got to love Canada, love Ontario. Got to love our seasons, right? We take it. We're going to have joy no matter what happens, aren't we? So that's, my, that's my, my snow joke. That's my snow opening, all right? So I'm going to get you guys to stand up, all right? We're going to stand up. I'm going to pray again. Because God is doing something, amen? God is doing something. I'm just going to invite you guys just to open up your hands this morning. Just like you're receiving a free gift. And I just want you to get ready. I want you to open up your hands really big because that gift is big. So Father, I just pray right now that you would come with a new wave of your presence this morning. A new wave of your presence this morning, Father. A new breakthrough, Holy Spirit. Breakthrough this morning, Father. I'm speaking on intimacy, and I just, I just want to release that right now, even, God, as, I, as we're speaking this morning, God, that you would reveal more of yourself to each and every one of us, God. You would reveal more of just how much you love each and every one of us this morning, Father, just how you care for each and every one of us, Papa. So just open our ears to hear your voice right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Come more, Holy Spirit. Just to encourage you right now, just to just ask for the more of His Holy Spirit right now. Just say more, Holy Spirit. Yeah, you don't have to do anything to receive more of that, guys. Just, just let it go this morning. Let it go this morning. Just receive more right now. Father, I just... Take off all pressure right now. We break off every lie of the enemy that you can't receive this morning. I break off every lie that you've received in the past, so now you, there's no more for you. Because there's no limit to the Holy Spirit. He keeps on filling, filling, and filling. So Father, we pray for an overflow right now of your presence this morning. Overflow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just keep coming. Keep coming more. And if you have pain in your body, I want you to raise your hand if you have pain in your body right now. All right, and I want you just to put your hand, if you can, where that pain is. So if you're able to put your hand where that pain is, I want you to put your hand where that pain is. And right now we just come into agreement. Father, we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and just heal their bodies right now, Father. You take away all that pain, all that discomfort right now, Father. Any, 
things that needs to be in alignment. We just command it to come into alignment. Back pain, neck pain would be gone right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, just flow. Any pain in their heads right now would be gone right now in the name of Jesus. Elbow pain would be gone right now in the name of Jesus. Stomach pain, gone right now in the name of Jesus. And I just want you to test it if you can for me. Test it. Wave your hand at me if it's starting to feel a bit better or all better. All right, so put your hand up again if you have pain. All right, Holy Spirit, yep, put it up nice and high. Now look around, guys. If somebody has their hand up by you, I want you to go to them, put a hand on them, ask if you can put a hand on them. I want you to pray for them right now. Okay, so keep your hand up until somebody comes and puts a hand on you, okay? So we got a gentleman up here. we got a lady up here. Don't be afraid to move around. And just ask them if you can come and just pray for them this morning. And then I want you just to command that healing this morning. All that pain would be gone right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just keep coming. Keep coming, Holy Spirit. More, more, more. More of your presence this morning. And then after you pray it, again, you've got to get them to test it, all right? That can be the scary part. That part of putting that faith in motion, right? Okay, and then if they're still, if they're still not feeling any better, I want you to pray one more time, okay? How are we doing out there? Are we getting 50%? Yeah, keep coming more. More, more, more. Complete healing right now in the name of Jesus. All right, so test it out. How are we doing? Okay, so we're here and a few people starting to feel a bit better. We just pray more right now, Jesus. Complete healing right now in the name of Jesus. How are we doing back here? Feeling better? Thank you, Father. And so we just just bless them right now, guys. Just that God, we continue to come and just continue. God is a God that brings complete healing and restoration. So we just bless them right now in the name of Jesus, okay? Just bless them that, God, you are going to continue to heal their bodies right now. So just to command that healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. So it's funny how this works out, you know? You have all the faith for every single person to get healed. And then a morning like this morning, some people are feeling some stuff, right? But some people didn't feel anything, and that's okay. And it ties in really well with my message this morning. So I'm just saying, God, you have quite the sense of humor, okay? So I'm going to get you guys to open up your Bibles. We're going to read a few verses here. John 15 
is what you're looking for. Okay, we're going to read from verse 1 all the way down to 17. So I'll give you a minute there to find John 15. And we're going to read quite a few verses here, okay? So I'm going to read it out for you. So if you don't have your Bibles, no worries. Ask the person next to you, are you ready for this? Come on. I'm just so excited this morning. I think I've had like 10 coffees this morning or something like that, but I haven't. Just, just the one. All right, so verse 1. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Verse 4, remain in me and I will remain in you. I'm going to say that one again. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Verse 5, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. For you produce much fruit. You are my true disciples. This brings great glory to the Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments, remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. You can say overflow, guys. Overflow, come on. This is my commandment. Love each other the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I have commanded. Verse 15, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. All right, verse 4. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. I hear when I read that, spend time with me, spend time with me, spend time with me. And when you spend time with me, you're going to produce fruit. Okay? Verse 9, remain in my love, and joy will overflow. Remain in my love, and joy will overflow. Remain in me. Spend time with me. Spend time with me. All right? Verse 7, remain in me and ask for whatever in my name and it will be given to you. I have a, a love-hate relationship with that verse. You know, it's one of those verses that brings me so much comfort, so much courage. Ask for whatever in my name and it will be given to you. So I'm like, all right, God, I, you know, I'm so passionate to see people healed. I pray and pray and pray, and not everybody gets healed, right? I'm in a, I'm in a long road trip with the kids and my wife in the van, 
they're screaming, they're crying their heads off. You're like 30 minutes into a 15-hour road trip. You're like, oh my goodness, how am I going to survive this trip, God? I need you to supernaturally transport me to where I need to go. So I pray that. I believe that could happen. So I'm going to pray that, and I fully believe that, God, you love me so much, you don't want me to suffer with this cryingness that's going on in the back seat of my van right now. So I'm like, God, transport me right now, please, Jesus. And it hasn't happened. Okay, so we got to check the will of the Father. Yes, God, it's your will to see people healed, right? So I'm like, check mark. And where I've come to today is that even when we don't understand why I don't see the things that I know is on your heart, why I don't get supernaturally transported when my kids are driving me nuts in the back of the van, is that I need to do what? I need to remain in him. When we don't understand what's going on, there's a comfort in knowing I just need to remain in him. So that first part of that verse, remain in him, remain in me, I hold on to that verse. When I don't understand what's going on, when I've prayed for people, and it's just like, God, I didn't see that miracle happen right there on the spot. You want to know something? That's okay. That's gonna, I'm going to use that, and I'm going to use that to draw me closer to the Father. I'm going to use that so I can remain in Him. I can spend more time with Him and get to know His heart even more, right? Right? I've seen a lot of shakings of heads, but you guys know me. If you've been here before, you know me. I'm going to get you to, to talk to me a little bit, Okay? So one night, I think it was maybe like four weeks ago or so, Amy was nursing Brighton, so that gives me about 20 minutes to read a book. So I'm like, awesome, Amy, you just go and nurse that baby, you just spend lots of time with him, just nurse him and nurse him and nurse him and nurse him, because I want to read and read and read and read. Uh, so anyways, it was like 8 o'clock at night, I got my Kindle, I'm reading this uh, Randy Clark book on healing, of course, and... You know, after you read so many books, you kind of, on the same subject, you kind of think, okay, I got this, right? I know this. I, I know it. I know it. I know it. But then all of a sudden, I'm getting to the close to the end of this book, and he brings up this thing. He's just like, I better read it just so I don't get it wrong. Uh, don't worship the healing. Worship the healer. Don't worship the healing. Worship the healer. And honestly, in my bed, it brought me to tears because it was such a conviction from the Holy Spirit that it was just like, Adam... I've been so hungry to see people healed that how much time am I spending with the healer, right? And it was just like, God, you are so good. And it was just this, it was this healthy conviction. It was just a good conviction that healing is great, right? Breakthrough is great. All those things are really good. We're supposed to do those things. We've been commissioned to do it. But first and foremost, we need to know who the healer is, right? We can't worship the breakthrough. We've got to worship the person that brings the breakthrough. Amen? And so laying in my bed, I just got totally wrecked. And then I was just thinking of, uh, in Matthew, it's like many will come and say, Lord, Lord, I did all these things in your name, right? Right? I, I prophesied. I cast out demons. And what does the Lord say? I didn't know you. And I'm like, ouch. Again, it was just this powerful thing. How God's heart is to do what? It's to spend time with him, right? And the problem, like Bill Johnson says, the problem isn't on his equation. The problem's on mine. God always wants to spend time with me. He's not too busy to spend time with me, right? 
I like to say I'm a pretty good father, and I like to say, like, yeah, I've, I've used that excuse with my kids that, sorry, guys, I'm, I'm doing this right now. I can't play with you, right? But God's not like that. You know, God is so big and so wonderful and so loving that he's always there, always longing to spend time with each and every one of us. So God's bringing all these things up into my heart, and I just start to write them down. He's like, am I seeking intimacy with God just so I can see more signs and wonders? Am I seeking intimacy with him just so I can see more breakthroughs in my life? Am I seeking intimacy with him just so I can have a more bigger ministry or I can be used more in ministry, right? And it's just like, again, all those three things aren't bad things. Healing, breakthroughs, being used in ministry aren't bad things or good things. But is it what's most important, maybe? Right? We can think of it this way. Intimacy, it's always easy to bring up a, a spouse relationship. So, Amy, I'm going to ask for forgiveness if I step over any boundaries this morning. It's a safe place, though, right? And if I do it publicly, she can't get mad at me, right? So, he, it's being really smart, though, with a microphone. And, like, I got a green light to say a lot of things because you guys are all here, and she's definitely not going to, you're not going to yell at me, right? No, she doesn't. <laughs> Anyways, so as, as a husband and wife, right, if I do things in order just to receive something from Amy, how does that make her feel, right? So if I'm at home, I'm doing all these chores because I know that speaks to Amy's love language, but there's a motive inside my heart that I am going to do these house chores so I can receive something else. I'm not going to say that something else is, right? No. But again, am I doing things for my spouse just so I can receive something? Am I doing that with God? Am I just spending time with God so I can receive, you know, more miracles in my life, right? Again, not that that's a bad thing, but it's not real intimacy, is it? That's when you say, no, it's not, right? It's not. If I'm doing just so I can receive something like that, it's not real intimacy, okay? Real intimacy to me means that I'm all in, okay? I'm all in. God, I'm 100% in here. It's, God, I love you with my mind, body, soul, spirit, right? God, I'm giving you my everything, okay? Intimacy is also, it's, it's selfless, isn't it? Right? It's sacrificing, okay? Now, I'm going to use this later, but when we spend time with God, when we're in real intimacy with Him and just love being in His presence, those signs and wonders, those breakthroughs are just a natural byproduct of what flows out of that intimacy. Okay? So when we're in real intimacy with the Father, the byproduct of that intimacy is the signs and wonders, the breakthroughs, right? It's the transformation of our lives is from that rooted place of just getting down on your hands and knees and just being like, God, I just want to spend time with you today, right? Are you guys still with me? Come on. 
I love the, the story of Peter's, Peter's walking on the street, right? He's walking along, his shadows, just healing people as he's walking along. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't help but read that and just get excited. Like, come on, I want my shadow to do that, God. When I'm walking along my shadow, come on, just heal these people that are being lined up in the street. Just heal them right now. But what happens when I walk along is my kids are walking beside me and they're starting to like stomp on my shadow. It's this big game for them. They're like, yeah, I got you. I got you, right? So I start running faster. I got you. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, just come right now. And just as they step on my shadow, just knock them down. This boom hasn't happened yet either, but it's going to happen. Because as I go deeper with him, what's going to just flow out of my body is an overflow of his presence. Okay? As I go into deeper intimacy with him, Peter Shadow had healing in it because he just was so flowing with the presence of God that that's just, it was a natural byproduct of what came out of him, right? And so as I spend more time with God, more and more and more, right? Just as like, God, I just, just love you so much. Not a place from I feel duty to do this, but just as a place of like, God, I just want to just love on you. It's a natural byproduct that his presence is going to naturally flow out of you, Right? Because again, there's no limit to the Holy Spirit inside you. But we can only contain so much, right? I'm 6'2", so I'm going to contain a little bit more than my wife who's 5'1". I don't know, 5'4", 5'3", something like that. So I'm going to contain more than her. No, I'm joking. It's a joke. But again, where is I going? <laughs> we can, there's no limit to the Holy Spirit, right? Stay on track. Come on. God is fun. All right, verse 12, 13, 14, and 17. All contain a word that says command or commandment, right? And I think a lot of times, I know for myself, I'm speaking about myself, is that I hear this word command or commandment, and my brain can just kind of go downhill. I just kind of like lose focus because I'm like, man, God, if you're so loving, like you wouldn't command me to do something, right? And so but when we look at verse 17, it says, command to love one another. Verse 13, no greater love like laying down your life for someone else, which Christ has done for us, the ultimate sacrifice, right? So this is kind of a side note of my message, but don't let that one word throw out the whole text, okay? I did that a lot of times, like this one word would bother me, so I'd just be like, ugh. I'm just throwing it out. But when you actually look at it, and that commandment is to what? To love one another as Christ loved the church because he laid down his life for each and every one of us, okay? So that's a side note. If you're writing down notes, you just put that on the sidebar of your paper, okay? Verse 15. I no longer call you servants. I now call you friend because a servant doesn't know the master's plan. So I no longer call you servants. I now call you friend because a servant doesn't know the master's plan. So a servant basically just does what he or she is told to do, right? So a servant basically just does what he or she is told to do. A servant um, gets their value from getting their tasks done, right? The servant gets their value from getting their jobs done, okay? But a friend has one of the, like, friendship is one of, has these, like, such a freedom in it, doesn't it? A good friend, you should have that feeling that you can tell that friend anything and everything and that they're not going to judge you, right? Am I right? Yeah? Thank you. So a good friend, you can be completely open with, right? And that verse, 
uh, verse um, John 16, 12, it says, I've told you everything that you can bear. So he's told us everything that we can bear, right? So we're called into this friendship. We're called into this intimacy with the Father. And if you want to know if uh, somebody's going to be a, a friend, all you got to do is ask them or tell them that you're moving in a month, and you'll see if they're willing to help you out, right? Right? Just ask, like, yeah, I'm, I'm moving in a month. Can you help me out? And then you'll, you'll know, won't you? All right. So this is important, guys. This, these next couple of things are important. Um, sometimes um, spending time with God, there doesn't necessarily mean that it always needs to be words. Okay? So when you're spending time with God, you don't necessarily have to be words when you're spending time with God. Sometimes all you have to do is just be in his presence, right? So, when, again, when I'm using Amy and I as an example, we can just be on sitting on the couch together, but I feel this comfort just knowing that she's sitting there beside me, right? I don't even need to say words to her. Obviously, there's that time where there needs to be words, right? Just like with God, there's that time where there obviously needs to be words to build up a relationship. But there's these times when we literally can just sit there and it's just like, oh, this is good, right? There's no pressure. There's not like, you know, what am I going to say now or anything like that? I ran out of things to say. Oh, my goodness. Right? It's just being together, right? Amy went to YOM years ago. Years ago. I'm not, I'm not dating you, right? I'm not aging you. But a few years ago anyways, right? And so she, we were dating at the time. We were both very serious, wanted to get married, but I was like, okay, we'll wait for her to get back. She's in Australia. I was in Wingham, which is like an hour north of here. So I was like, okay, we'll wait for you to get back. We started like kind of dating like a month or two before she left. So I was like, okay, we'll wait. And then when you get back, I'll propose. We'll get married, blah, blah, blah. And so that's a long distance. Wingham, Ontario to Australia, long, 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 long. I was tempted to sell my car and buy a plane ticket and fly out to her, but she told me not to do that. Uh, but she got this amazing deal on a calling card, and she would call me a lot. And so I had a roommate at the time. He would go to bed at, say, 10 o'clock at night. She would call me as he was going to bed, and then he would wake up in the morning, and I'd still be on the phone with her. So at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. Once a week, that would it happened a fair bit. And it's just like, what do you guys talk about? It's just like, honestly, I, just anything and everything. But it was just that hearing her breathe on the phone almost that like gave me that peace that she's, she's there, she's with me, right? I can sit in my living room and just knowing that God is with me. I don't need to say anything all the times, but God, you're with me. And that's enough. <sighs> that God, I just, I just sense that you're here and that's enough and that's good right? What we think is awkward time with him, he doesn't necessarily feel as awkward time with us. When I first became a Christian, I really didn't like praying. I'd pray for 30 seconds, and I'd be like, all right, God, I said I love you like 30 times in 30 seconds. That's all I got. And I'd be like, what am I supposed to do now? And I'd be like, amen, that's it. Have a good day, God. I'll be back tomorrow at the same time. But it just felt so awkward a lot, right? And as I was praying into this, I just really felt like he said to me that, he's like, Adam, just because you feel it's awkward doesn't mean that's how I feel. Just because you feel that doesn't mean that's how I feel. Amen? 
So many times we think, because I feel this, therefore God feels this, right? But not necessarily. Just because I feel it doesn't mean that's how he feels. And so this morning, I just want you to say, you can just say to yourself, that God loves those awkward times. Or am I the only person that ever felt that? I'm, I'm sure I'm not right? I'm sure a lot of us have felt that awkwardness maybe, right? But just tell yourself right now, you can say it out loud, God loves those awkward times. What you think is awkward time, God loves those times. All right? The other thing we like to do, or at least I like to do, is I like to make things complicated. I like to overcomplicate things. You know, like health and wellness is my, my kind of schooling back in the day. You know, I spent a lot of time in the gym and stuff like that, training people. And it's just like over and over and over again, we complicate things, right? We make them really difficult to do. But, and I think we do that with our Christian walk as well, right? We, we make it so complicated. We're like, I can't do this because I just don't have the time, right? Or like, God, I'm not, I don't have six hours in the day, so therefore I, I just don't have that time to have this intimacy that Adam's talking about, right? Or it's like, you know, I don't hear your audible voice, so therefore, I guess I just don't have that relationship with you, right? But keep it simple. Keep your intimacy with God. Just keep it simple. It doesn't need to be complicated. It's just that sitting in a room with him and just acknowledging that, God, you are with me. It's laying out on the ground, put some worship music on, and just let his presence just come. Like, Adam, I don't feel things all the time. Well, just because you feel it doesn't mean nothing's happening, all right, you got to tell yourself that just because I feel it doesn't, just because I don't feel it, doesn't mean that nothing is happening. All right? You have a lot better chance of starting to feel something if you make room for it, right? So it leads me to quality versus quantity. If you have the quantity of time, definitely you go for it, right? But you're like, Adam, I work a full-time job. I'm working 40-plus hours a week. I have kids all running in my house. Like, I just don't have that time that these past revivalists have, like spending like hours and hours and hours all day long, like just in the Lord's presence. Like, that's amazing. But again, there's that reality that all of us don't have all that time, right? So then I want to encourage you this morning that focus on the quality of that time, right? Focus on the quality of it and start to be like, God, yeah, you know, I have a half an hour here, right? I have an, I have an hour maybe. Maybe if even it's 15 minutes today, right? But we spend that with a heart of like, God, I just want more of you, okay? So when we value it, we're going to make room for it. So back years ago, I used to be a big roll up the rim kind of guy. Does anybody know roll up the rim? We all know roll up the rim. We're Canadians, right? We're Ontarians. So back in like my pre-Amy days, Roll at the Rim had a really high value in my life. I wasn't a Christian at the time, but Roll at the Rim was, whew, man, you didn't mess with me with my Roll at the Rim. I was a trainer, so I'd be like, okay, I got to get up. I got to start work at 6, so therefore I got to be up at 5. So I got enough time to get to Tim Hortons. I got enough time to get my coffee, my Roll at the Rim, and enough time to drink it before I start work. I have a break at this time. I can go to, I can go to Tim Hortons. It's right there. I'll drink it, coffee, tea, whatever. I'm done at what time of the day. I'll go and get another one, and we're good, right? I want to win something. Come on. And so I had to get all these roll the rim cups, you know? And why did I make room for that in my life? Because I valued it. Nothing got in the way of my roll up the rim cups. And when Tim Hortons ran out, I tried to find another Tim Hortons that had them. 
I drove a little further and found another one. Now, when you live in Wingham, you've got to drive a long way to find another Tim Hortons. There's not another one for like 30 minutes away, right? So you valued it. You did it, right? So when we value something, we make room for it. So when we value the intimacy with God, we won't allow other things to get in the way of that intimacy. Amen? Because it's so easy for us to let excuses come in and be like, I'm just too busy to do this. So therefore, I, I kind of reason with myself, it's okay that this isn't happening because let's be honest, you know, I got all this happening here, so this just can't happen. Um, you know, I do value this, but let's like, I'm just too busy, right? We're not really valuing it then. And excuses bring in this false reasoning. Excuses bring in a false reasoning. You're like, God, I can't spend time with you because of all these other excuses that I have. Right? It's a false reasoning to make myself feel better because I'm not allowing this to happen. Okay? Matthew 6.6 6. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to the Father in private. Okay, so kind of the, the context of that verse is, you know, in the synagogues, the Pharisees, like everywhere, they're kind of trying to get a large group of people praying out loud so everybody can hear their fancy words and all those kind of things, right? And it's just, there's a time when you pray, obviously, with a group of people, but there needs to be that time when you shut the door and it's just you and the Father. Okay? We like to say, what am I willing to sacrifice in order to spend more time with God? But that's not kingdom thinking. It's more like, God, I have been sacrificing my time with you in order to do other things. Okay, I'm going to say that one again. We like to say, what am I willing to sacrifice in order to spend more time with God? But it should be, God, I've been sacrificing my time with you to do these other things. Because when we have the opposite there, when we're saying, I'm going to sacrifice these things to spend more time with God, what we're saying to God is that, God, I actually value these other things more than I value that time with you. And we want to have a kingdom mindset. God, we're like, God, yeah, I'm actually sacrificing my time with you, so therefore I can do these other things. Okay? Just recently, Amy and I, we watched this uh, documentary on Billy Graham uh, a few nights ago, and like... For me, I don't know if it's just my age, because I'm such a young guy or something like that, but it's like I heard of Billy Graham, but I didn't really know much about who Billy Graham is, okay? Uh, so if anybody in here really knows Billy Graham, I apologize right now. you got to forgive me because we're in church, right? Um, but such an amazing story, Billy Graham. Like The thing that stood out to me, one of the, one of the big things that stood out to me is just how well he finished the race, how he just kept his faith from such a younger age and just went to how 99, I think he was, when he passed away, right? And just how he finished so, so well, right? And just the favor that he had. He is like, what, seven or eight presidents? The last seven or eight presidents, they would call Billy Graham and bring Billy Graham in to, like, counsel them and do all these things. I'm like, seven or eight presidents? And I'm like, this is an amazing Christian man to have that kind of favor, to be able to be called into the presidency of the United States when things are getting really hard. Who are they calling, right? They're calling in a Billy Graham, a man of faith, a great faith, right? Uh, so we can say we're doing all these things for the kingdom. You know, we can pray for people. We can start a church, right? 
We can, we can do a lot of things for the kingdom, but behind closed doors, what does my relationship with God look like? You know, and I think Billy Graham did that really, really well. I think he was such a man that had such an intimacy with God to finish well. He's like, he had to have such strong faith. So his intimacy was so strong and it's behind closed doors. I'm just like, man, what was he like, right? Because again, we can do all these things. It's like, Adam, you look so passionate. You know, I see you on a Sunday morning. It's so good, so good, right? But who am I when that door closes, right? What's my relationship with my kids like? What's my relationship with my wife like, right? What's my relationship with God like when you're not in front of other people or when you're not around people? What does your relationship with God look like when the doors are closed? And we all got really quiet. I'm going to finish up here, but, you know, Abraham, he was called God's friend, right? Moses went up to the mountain face-to-face -face with God, and they're like, no, no, don't do that. Nobody can be that close. Nobody can be that much in the presence of God, right, and survive and talk about it, right? Adam and Eve walked in the garden with the Creator, right? So first and foremost today, guys, I just, what I really want to lay in our hearts is that we just need to fall more in love with God, Right? We need to fall more in love with him. And as we start to value that more of just spending time with him, we're not going to allow those excuses right, to get in the way of, God, I just want to spend time with you. Because everything is going to overflow. I said this earlier. Everything is going to overflow, be a natural byproduct of that intimacy. Right? You need that breakthrough. We're not having intimacy just so that breakthrough can happen, but we have intimacy first, so when we need the breakthrough, it's just going to naturally happen. Okay? So I'm going to invite you guys to stand up. We're going to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, you are so good. You are so good, Father. God, I pray right now, Father, that we would just have this expectancy, Father, that as we spend time with you, big things are going to happen. God, that there's going to be this, this breakthrough with our intimacy with you, Papa. God, I pray right now that you would just lay it on our hearts. Just how much you love each and every one of us. God, we just come here right now just as sons and daughters, and we just want to lay down all of our worries at your feet right now. Lay down all those worries at your feet right now, Holy Spirit. God, we want to be a people, we want to be a church that are just so on fire for you. God, we want to be a people that just want to just spend time with you and hear what you have to say. Father, we want to know more of your heart.
God, we're not going to come to you and just think of I, 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 or me, me, me. But it's about you, you, you.